the uh, playwright Cyril Tournier. wrote a poem before he started his playwriting career, which has been criticized by many, but there's many good things in it also. So hopefully I'll get through the whole one. Came out in the year 1600, The Transformed Metamorphosis. And there's some beginning parts. This is the motto for the poem. Pursue the bloody that doth rob the poor and drowns the orphans in their purple gore. So shall thy race wherein thou hast begun in heaven end for which thou so dost run. And then the introductions. To the right worshipful Sir Christopher Hayden. Thou, thou that art, the muses Adonai, their Pyramus adorer of their mount. Thou, crystallizer of their Castile. Thou, Lillian Rose, sprung from the horsefoot fount. To thee, art's patron, champion to the highest, that givest the sun a fairer radiance. To thee, Musophilus, that still appliest thy sacred soul to be truth's esperance. To thee, to thee, to thee, to thee, I write my apotheosis. My Cineus, strengthen my Tyrone your worships ever, Cyril Turner, the author to his book. O were thy margins cliffs of itching lust, or quotes to chalk out men the way to sin, then were there hope that multitudes would thrust to buy thee. But since that thou dost begin to pull the curtains back that closed by sin, Expect, but flouts, for tis the hair of crime, to shun the breath that doth disclose its sin. What, will he say, a recluse from the time? Nor canst thou hope that thy weak, jointed rhyme shall please the more, because it shrouds itself under his shade whose mighty arms do climb even to the highest heaven disdaining pelf. For heavenly minds, the brightlier they do shine, the more the world doth seek to work their tyne. This only be thy hope to please the best and to be safe from malice of the rest. It may be, reader, I may gall those men whose golden thoughts think no man dare them touch. It may be too my fearless air plume pen may rouse that sluggish watch whose tongues are such as are controlled by fear or gold too much. It were Apelles here, he could not paint forth perfectly the world's deformities. For as a troubled mind whose sad complaint still tumbles forth, 
half-breathed accentes, the idea doth confuse and chaos eyes, so will the chaos of upheaped sin confound his brain that takes in hand to lay a platform plainly forth of all that in this Pluto visaged world hell doth bewray. When death or heaven doth work, it lives decay. So perfect is our imperfect and perfectionness, for imperfection is sin's perfectness. Yet seek I not to touch as he that seeks the pub-like defamation of someone, nor have I spent my void hours in three weeks to show that I am unto hatred prone. For in particular I point at none, nay, I am forced my lines to limit in within the pale of generality. For should I seek by unities to begin, to point at all that in their sin do lie, and hunt for wickedness advisedly, as well I then might go about to tell a perfect number of the ocean sands, or by arithmetic go down to hell and number them that lie in horror's bands, ne'er to be ransomed from the devil's hands, who finds him touched, may blame himself, not me, and he will thank me, doth himself know free. Thine, as I see, thy affection, Cyril Turner. The Prologue. Oh, who persuades my willing error into this black, cymarinized night? Who leads me into this concavity, this huge concavity, defect of light, to feel the smart of phlegeton ticky sight? Oh, who, I say, persuades my infant eye to gaze upon my youth's obscurity? What ashy ghost, what dead cadavery, what geomanticky jaw howls in mine ears, the echoized sounds of horrory, what chaosized, chaosized conceit doth form my fears, what object is that thus my quiet tears? who puts a flaming torch into my hand and bids me charily see where I stand, who fills my nostrils with thick, foggy scents, who feeds my taste with honey-smacking gall, what pallid spirit tells of strange events of eternal night, of Phoebus fall. Where is that symphony harmonical Wherewith my heart was wont to tune sweet lays and teach my tongue to sing the eternal's praise. O who, O who hath metamorphosized my sense and plutonized my heavenly shape? What martyr Diana this doth read the tragic story of Lucretia's rape? O who affrights me with black horror's gape? who tells me that the azure-colored sky is now transformed to hell's and environy. Are not the lights that Jupiter appointed to grace the heavens and to direct the sight still in that function which them first anointed? O 
Is not the world directed by their light? And is not rest the exercise of night? Why is the sky so pitchy then at noon, as though the day were governed by the moon? Look on my sight, you lycophosite eyes, and tell me whether it be bleared or no, dazzled with objects contrarieties, with opposites of sad, confused woe, or else transpiercing air-clear brightness low. My eyes, whether they be or dimmed or clear, clearly discern a transformation near. The Transformed Metamorphosis. Oh, whence comes this? Awake, sad Mercury, and Pegasus winged pace the Milky Way. Awake, heaven's harbinger, awake and fly to high Ione. Oh, awake, I say. Why, sluggish Mercury, art made of clay? Oh, where can life celestial inherit if it remains not in a heavenly spirit? Awake, O heaven, for lo, the heavens conspire, the silver-feathered moon, and both the bears are posted down for phlegetontiki fire. Lo, now they are upon the azure spheres. My soul is vexed with sense-confounding fears. Now are they mounted into Carol's wane, with all the stars like to a trained arm. I, even those stars, which for their sacred minds, they once terrestrial, were stellified, with all the force of Aeol's sail-swelled winds and fearful thunder, valor of Earth's pride upon the lofty firmament do ride. All with infernal concord do agree to shake the strength of heaven's axle tree. Even from the antique to the Antarctic pole, even from the Arctic to the Antarctic pole, all in a row in rank proportionate, subject unto the unsteadfast moon's control, do stand the lights that should, should truth animate, and by their shine her woe extenuate. With phlegatonic flame these tapers fed, celestial light hath have quite extinguished. Oh, see how dampy shows yawned torches flame. Earth, stop thy scent, for their eternal smell. Oh, let me speak, lest I incur heaven's blame. Will all thy arterizing strength expel, and make thy heart an agonizing hell. See how their sulfur gathers to a cloud, and like black orcus vault the earth doth shroud. What Morpheus rocks the sense of heaven asleep? Why heaven awake? The long Andimonmione hath pierced the clearness of thy sight so deep. That's Andimion, the moon. Thou canst not see how proudly mounted high Yet mayst thou hear them plot their treachery. 
Their treasons plotted, they with fiery shot are driving Phoebus from his chariot. Phoebus is also the moon. Low, low the sky, whose hue was azure, is clothed with muri, this Pergoe's coat, the formed chaos of this cosmosi, is now transformed to tawny Charon's boat, and on the Acheron Tiki main doth float. The Olympiki globe is now a hollow ball, a huge concavity black Pluto's hall. Where shall I stand that I may freely view Earth's stage complete with tragic scenes of woe? No mead, no grove, whose comfortizing hue might make sad terror my sad mind forgo. No sun-graced mount, soul-frightening horror's foe. No sun-graced mount? How can the sun mounts grace when mountains seek his countenance to deface? See, see that mount that was the world's admirer, the stately pyramus of glorious price, whose sond-hilled head did over all aspire, is now transformed to hydra-headed vice. Her hellish brain pan of each enterprise, on sin's full number low she is erect. For why? Great Pluto was her architect. Black avarice makes sail of holiness, and steaming luxury doth broach her lust. Red tyrannizing wrath doth souls oppress, and cankered envy falsifies all trust to enrich her coffers with soul-choking dust. On sloth and gluttony they build their bliss, whereon they raise ambition's pyramus. The frame's too slender for continuance, too earthly high for souls to build upon, and of her strength my only aspirance is for to see her sad confusion, whose vapors are the world's infection. Her high esteem is of high heaven despised. O oh, see her long, her babel, babelized. Where shall I find a safe, all-peaceful seat, to whose prospect the world's circumference presents itself? High Jove, I thee entreat, let Dodon's grove be lavish in expense, and scaffoldize her oaks for my defense. Forgive me, God, for help doth not consist in Dodon's grove, nor a Dodonian fist. Where shall I stand? O heaven, conduct me now. Jove, Israelize my tongue, and let my voice Prenile with thee, prevail with thee. And let my voice prevail with thee. Show me the manner how to free me from this change. O soul, rejoice, for heaven hath freed me from black hell's annoys. O see, O see, Jove sets me free from thrall, such as is love to them that on him call. 
Lo, where I stand upon a steadfast rock whose peerless trust is free from all compare. See how it brooks the fluggy ton ticky shock and bides what foemen to each other share. The raging sea on this side doth it dare, on that side flames. Such is the earthly state of those from earth seek them to alienate. Now eyes prepare and be your sight as clear as is the sky, when none but Phoeton's sire inhabitants. For oh, alas, I fear, Phaeton's sire inhabits it, Phaeton's the sun. For oh, alas, I fear, they will be dazzled with smoke and fire that with repulse of heaven doth down retire. Heart, teach my tongue, directed by mine eye, to be the chorus to this tragedy. Mark, you spectators, of this tragic act, if any rest unmetamorphized. O you whose souls with hell are not contract, whose sacred light is not extinguished, whose intellectual tapers are not fed with hell's flame, mark the transformation wrought by the charms of this rebellion. That sacred female, which appeared to him who was inspired with heaven's intelligence, who was the last that drunk upon the brim of deep divining sacred influence. That heavenly one of glorious eminence, she whom Apollo clothed with his robe and placed her feet upon the inconstant globe. So clothed his mantle might her shelter be to shroud her safe from Acherontiki miss. So placed her ground might feed her energy her agency, far as it on necessity consists. And not to exceed the bound of heavenly lists, so clothed she might to heaven her mind apply, so placed to use it in necessity. But mark a woe her high rebellious stars, their minds ambitionized to seek her fall, and having dimmed the sun with smoky wars, have found his dearest one how to appall and mix her honey with the bitterest gall. See how her eyes are fixed on the globe with which which a woe hath quite transformed her robe. Her robe that like the sun did clearly shine is now transformed into an earthly coat of massive gold because she did combine affection with the moon and did remote her heart from heaven's book where her name was wrote. The globe takes head that was her footstool set, and from her head doth pull her coronet. Her twelve-starred glorious coronet, which Jove did make her temples rich in viron, in virony, in vironry, and for the more to manifest his love, encircled them with fair embroidery of sacred lights in air-clear azury. She is deprived of and doth begin to be the coverture of lethal sin. The vines 
Adonis, dead Muricani, smooth Philoxenus, murder's ground, disquiet Erythila, hell's Serene, Philocrematus, the soul's deep wound, and whatso else in Hydra's head is found do mask themselves within her pleasing smile, and so with deadly sin the world beguile. What dreadful sight, oh, do mine eyes behold! See frosty age that should direct aright the grassy brain that is in vice so bold, with heady doctrine and celestial light, hath been conversing with hell's taper night, whose devilish charms, like Circe's sorcery, have metaphorside eos, eoni. Apollo's herald that was wont to cheer night-wounded souls with bright celestial rays. Fair Phosphorus, whose look was wont to fear infernal hags that haunt frequented ways, to draw the soul to hell that wandering strays, is metamorphized thee to a torch of hell, and makes his mansion house black horrors sell whose deep foundations raised from Phlegiton, the fiery river of black Orcus Hall, whence pillars rise which do themselves upon quadrangle-wise uphold Erebus' wall, world's trustless trust, soul's unmistrusted fall, birds, vines, and flowers, and every sundry fruit to compass it for best that place they suit. For since the spirit, the body's prisoner of heavenly substance, holy is compact, and since the flesh, the soul's imprisoner of excremental earth, is holy fact, since this with that itself cannot contract, needs must the soul, the earthly prison doubled for all earth's pleasures slime, be smothered. From out the lake a bridge ascends there too, where on in female shape a serpent stands, who eyes her eye, her views, her blue-veined brow, with sense-bereaving glosses she enchants. And when she sees a worldling blind that haunts the pleasure that doth seem there to be found, she soothes with lucron Cutinized sound. Thence leads an entry to a shining hall bedecked with flowers of the fairest hue, the thrush, the lark, and night's joy, nightingale, their minerize, their pleasing lays anew. This welcome to the bitter bed of rue, this little room will scarce two whites contain to enjoy their joy and their unpleasure reign. But next thereto Adionis adjoins, but next thereto Adi, I guess it's like adjoins, a spacious room, more fairly far adorned than the other. A woe to him at sin, a whopping doom, that to these shadows hath his mind given over. For oh, he ne'er 
shall his soul recover. If this sweet sin still feeds him with her smack, and his repentant hand him hails not back. The fraudful floor of this deceitful place is all of quagmires to entrap the white that treads thereon, yet covered over with grass of youthful hue, all pleasing to earth's sight, for so doth Satan work his devilish spite. This room will centuries of worlds contain. How small mercy place, how large the place of pain. Who errs deceived by this illusion must surely fall into the steep abyss, down to the horror of deep phlegiton, whose fiery flames like vultures gnaw on flesh. Yet just, yet note of it never consumed of it, consumed is, yet iote of it never consumed is. O let no white trust to this worldly sheen, for such joys hate of God best loved being. Irenus purveyor, young elf I mean, tears up our mother's womb to find her slime, and doth he search her bowels all unclean for noisome filth, the poison of our time. Base dunghill slave, for means for his to climb, so may he well for now earth's baddest good makes every peasant seem of gentle blood. Yet certes, if the naked truth I say, nor from the golden mine comes gentry true, nor can this age the next, and so for a, each a succeeding age with it endue, for it's no heritage to heirs to ensue, but shines in them to heaven their minds that give. Then who doth so, in him doth gently, gentry live? Oh, that old age that kept the treasuries of great Apollo once, whose faltering tongue entreats old earth perform his obsequi, obsequies, obsequ, obsequies, <laughs> should now by hell be metamorphosed young, and with desire of soul-infecting dung, seek unto vice, weak infancy to win, and make his heart epithesis of sin. The oldest man saith each day, one day more, one day, nay, sure, a twelve months' time twill be, ere sergeant death will call me at my door. Crazed drooping age, why can thine eyes not see pale death arresting tender infancy? Oh, that his memory thee still would tell, now out of me my death my breath expel. Where are the sentinels, the armed watch, who draw their breath from Phoebus' treasury? Somnus, awake. Unlock the rusty latch that leads into the caves, somnifery. Rouse up the watch, lulled with words, Cyrene. Somnus, awake. Pull off their golden mask and bid them straight, Cinderace sighs their task. Somnus awake, hell and the world conspire 
Pan is transformed and all his flock near drowned. Pan that from heaven received his due paid higher. He that was wont upon the fertile ground of Arcady to feed, wherein was found no gold in India that might prevent that high estate of poor, mean, rich content. Pan that was wont to make his quiet life the exordium of each soul's sweet argument. Pan that was wont to make his void of strife the period of each sentence of content. Tempered with syrup of heaven's document. Pan that was once a clear epitome is now transformed to hot epithemy. Oh, where are they, Apollo did appoint, to guard Arcadia's sea environed banks, the ocean's monarch whom Jove did anoint, the great controller of the whaley ranks, is landed on Arcadia's tender flanks. Envy's protector, Pan with gold hath fed, and Pan with gold is metamorphosized. Well shipwrack, India's minery, the pearly people which the ocean keeps, the treasure house of Neptune's Thetisi, the fair sweet poison of the infernal deeps, hell's twinkling instrument that never sleeps, is that great gift Tridentiser presents to make fair passage for his foul intents. O see that head that once was covered with fleecy wool that hung on low earth low breaks is scarce contented now itself to wed with what Eryph 